It's 9 o'clock on the East Coast, 6 a.m. on the West Coast, and in Malaysia, it's 1972. I graduated from 8th grade into high school in 1972. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Day two of citizens held hostage, our lovely lockdown here. I found out today, Uncle Ali! <laughs> ahoy, Mr. Pantsless Sheldon, ahoy, ahoy, Mr. Ali, Un Mr. Uncle Ali. And uh, howdy to the awkward author also joining us, uh, Misha. Hello there. Nice to have you along for the ride. And yes, I finally broke down. I'm wearing the stupid headphones. I hate them. I said it from day one. When I stopped doing a morning radio show, I said no more headphones. But here I am. These things, these things, see these? I give up. Can I, they work? They work great. They work with my phone. I can play Spotify and listen to music. And I got 5.0 Bluetooth. But they will not work with my streaming software. They're delayed by like two or three seconds, and it's horribly annoying. In fact, for some reason, tonight, my headphones were working. And now, they're about a quarter of a second behind. So it's very annoying. So I'm doing this. I got half a headphone off here and a headphone on there. So I can monitor, but I can still hear myself. Being the future, they always have delays. Yeah. I, there must be a way. There has got to, I'm just, I'm sure there has to be a way. But... I can't find it. Yes, by the way, I'm wearing the same shirt. I've worn this shirt for like four streams now. And and don't go, ew, it must smell. No, it doesn't. You know why? Because normally, unless I turn this camera on and go live, I don't wear a shirt. So not only am I not wearing pants, I would also be not wearing a shirt. And I have a feeling I would get banned if I did that, so... I, the shirt stays on the back of the chair, and then just before I go live, I put the shirt on. We haven't seen hover cars or, or hoverboards. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> oh, man. We have hoverboards. Yeah, we kind of have hoverboards that... Mm, mm, not exactly. Uh, yeah. Sir or Major. Actually, you know what? For many, many years... I was called Captain, Captain J. The, uh, no, I would not go commando. Not on this show. <laughs> uh, I was known as Captain J, the pilot of the airwaves. Captain, my captain. Yes, but we have a special stream shirt. No, I do change it up about once, once every few streams. I'll change it up just for variety. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, the, there's a quick story behind uh, Captain J, the pilot of the airwaves. Back in the 80s, I was doing a rather successful radio morning radio show, and everyone had a gimmick. Uh, there was uh, all the all the DJs had names besides just what your name was, and so I decided I needed a name, something weird that people could remember me by. And just about that time, Charlie Dore, who was a female artist who had who was a one-hit wonder, Charlie Dore came out with a song called Pilot of the Airwaves. Brilliant song. I love it to this day. Go ahead and search it and look for Charlie Dore, D-O-R-E, Charlie, normal spelling, uh, Pilot of the Airwaves. It is a beautiful song, and I adapted, adopted that as my theme song, and I decided I'd be... Captain J, the pilot of the airwaves. Um, so we played that song in the theme song of the show. And uh, yeah, everyone has a gimmick. Falcon and Civil War. <laughs> oh, man. Captain Commando. Nah, now that's a game series. You're right, Misha. Um, a friend of mine, a very, very dear close friend of mine, his dad was a pilot for American Airlines. And he had one... Ah, oh, there you go. Thanks, Uncle Ali just posted what I believe must be the link for uh, Charlie Dore, Pilot of the Airwaves. And um, he got me one of his dad's old captain hats. And so I wore it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> under your wings. <laughs> okay, Misha. Uh, yeah, Charlie Dore, pilot of the airwaves. Here is my request. You don't have to play it, but I hope you'll do your best. Ah, what a song. Um, yeah, I took it on as a radio persona. Uh, wore the, wore the captain's hat. I wore that anytime I would go out, public performances, things like that. I didn't wear it 24-7, like to bed. But anytime I was out in public as Captain J, I would wear the captain's hat. I weighed about 250 pounds at that point. I don't know what that is in kilos, except I think if you convert it, it comes out to really freaking fat. Anyway, uh, there's pictures. Trust me. There are pictures of me at 250 pounds. It was not a pretty sight. I had all kinds of versions of hair. I had a big, long ponytail. I had a an afro perm I dyed my hair blonde once um, I had this horrible part with my hair pushed over to the side and big 80s pilot's glasses and big round 80s oh man I was like the, the the poster boy icon for the 80s fashion and style <laughs> it was it was weird yeah, full-on 80s. You're exactly right, Misha. Um, <laughs> so, uh, when there was a Boy Scout camp, Camp Orcoman, in the area, and I would do my show live every summer for one week from the mess hall of this camp, just to help promote the, uh, the camp and the programs there. And um, I... The, the camp was burying a time capsule. Nobody else knew, but I knew that I was just about done with that portion of my radio career. So I um, 
<laughs> your style was fly, so it's fitting you were a captain. <laughs> okay, Uncle Lally. Um, anyway, I knew my that part of my radio career was coming to an end uh, in a good way, but um, I decided to donate the captain's hat to their time capsule, and I have to guess now that was probably in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 10s, and 30-some years ago. It's my understanding they just opened that time capsule a few years ago. I never heard what happened or if my captain's hat had disintegrated, but uh, <laughs> uh, chaotic robotic. Thank you for the follow. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so they uh, they opened the time capsule, and like I said, don't know what happened with my hat. I didn't get a report. Maybe somebody will uh, will let me know what happened. Thanks, Chaotic Robotic, for the follow. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was back in the crazy days of radio when I had to wear these all the time, which is why now I hate them. Uh, coffee time and it really is bugging me because it's that little quarter second delay it's annoying it's fitting you were captain yeah I read that already thank you Uncle Ali <laughs> um, let's see what else is going yeah we're still in lockdown here in Malaysia uh, we can travel 10 kilometers from our home two people max in the car and, uh, you know, just for important stuff, you can't go out just for whatever, driving around, sightseeing, grocery shopping, essential stuff. Um, they're not, as far as I know, and from the stuff I read online, they're, they're not being crazy uh, hard-ass about it. But, uh, you know, they're there, and there's police blocks here and there. Uh, we're not allowed to travel in between states. Um, so that's a bit of a problem and, uh, yeah. Oh, yikes. You're right. Chaotic robot. Um, the thing that they didn't explain and I've asked and nobody's been able to answer is, is it 10 kilometers from your house? As we say, as the crow flies, which means you just make a 10 kilometer circle on the map or is it? 10 kilometers going on the roads because those are two very very different things there's a in fact there's a site i checked on my phone it's like it's it's called literally 2km from home or something like that or 10km from home and it will show you a map of where you are and what is as the crow flies it draws a 10km circle if that's the case I can go almost anywhere, even further than I normally go. I can go to Damansara and Puchong, and well, these are places in Malaysia. If you're not in Malaysia, you wouldn't understand. But um, yeah, no curfews, but definitely the law is on the road. You're right, Uncle Ali. Um, so anyway, I, I, no one has been able to define if that means 10 road miles or draw a big 10km circle on the map, and that's your limitation. If it's that, we're good to go, because I can go almost anywhere. I mean, I can't go to Genting and win money on the slot machines. But that's in another state anyway, so I can't go there no matter what. 
that's the big thing I'm waiting for the lockdown to be over so I can go back to Genting and win some money or lose either is possible the latter is probably more likely uh, okay oh yeah look I got let me lift this up here I got my new shock mount today it came in it's not broken and now if Jay can remember not to over tighten this screw right here it should be fine oh. so he loosens it up <laughs> that's great Jay you're gonna break it again okay don't tighten it too much that's good just like that leave it there yeah I ordered a new one I think Lazada or Shopee it was Lazada um, but it works fine it just fit right onto my my boom arm and uh, away we go so that's uh, that worked and I didn't break it yet give me a, give me one or two streams I'll probably have to twist the screw off again I just have to learn to stop playing with things and leave them alone and everything will be fine uh, we are gonna start our book tonight I decided tonight was a good night to do that um, so here's the deal uh, the thing is uh, I told this story last night I'll just make a mini version of it now um, one of the most favorite things I ever did was I took the book Winnie the Pooh and I would read a chapter every night when my other half and I would go to bed I did all the character voices and stuff from Winnie the Pooh <clears throat> not well but I did them and uh, we would read a chapter every night it was a lot of fun I know it's kind of goofy but eh, it's romantic too and I love doing it and so I thought hmm I would love to do Winnie the Pooh again but I can't because it's copyrighted and you know how nuts everybody is these days I just realized Wow <laughs> how's that bright enough for you <laughs> I just realized I forgot to turn that on I think it was better without it actually just drop it down a little bit so it's not so bright yeah go into the light go into the light Carrie Ann was it Carrie Ann I think so okay anyway <laughs> just about to say XD <laughs> Misha thinks she's uh, saw, saw God I think I think that God happened to be Jay no 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 I have played the voice of God before. Actually, I have played God before. <coughs> Excuse me. I have a uh, proposal, a pitch for, um, who is that? I can't see. It's too tiny. Andrew Ung, hey! He liked the stream. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate it, Andrew. Um, yeah, in fact, you can find the pilot episode. I created a, uh, a series. I've written three or four scripts. The idea was to do about an eight, ten uh, episode season. It, the show is called On the Seventh Day. A very simple premise. And uh, it was created before that Buddha and Jesus show on YouTube happened. So it was before that. Yeah, I prefer a darker setting too. <laughs> um, so this show is basically God and Buddha. And they're sitting on a park bench at the top of a high mountain overlooking 
humanity. And they just talk to each other. They bitch and complain about life, about the mistakes they made, the good stuff, the bad stuff, stupid humans. Um, so we shot a pilot episode. I play God and Alvin Wong plays the Buddha. Um, if, if you don't know Alvin Wong, check out the pilot. Alvin is an amazing talent. He's a dear friend and such a cool guy. Um, we shot the pilot. It's very short. It's about three minutes long. And uh, we have other scripts. We're looking for a sponsor. So you want to sponsor the show? You want to sponsor a season of this very cool, kick-ass, in-your-face, weirdo comedy? Uh, get in touch. You can write me an email or send me a private message. Um, so we do have a pilot. The pilot is up online. If you go to Facebook, and I think you have to search on the seventh day. I will double check that for you. Andrew Ung. Yes. And on the seventh day is what it's called. So you can, uh, you can check it out there. And the pilot episode with myself playing God and Alvin Wong is there. Or write it down and do it after the, the live stream tonight. Um, it's a lot of fun. I think you'll enjoy it. Um... All right, I just got a message from my boss. <laughs> and I have to answer her. Actually, I don't even feel comfortable calling her my boss. She's the coolest lady on the planet. And uh, no, she's asking a personal question. I just want to help her out and answer as quickly as possible. So I, I just did, I sent her the link. She was asking for a link. Um, I bought a new vacuum. Okay, you want to know? That's what it's all about. I bought a new vacuum. It's a cordless. No, it's not these 5,000 ringgit overpriced pieces of crap vacuums. It's an off-brand, very reasonably priced. I think it was... Uh... Does that say Hazel Lisa? Lisa? Hazel Lisa, I think. Thank you. Thanks for the follow. Uh, it's an off-brand. Cost me, I think, 250 ringgit, one side or the other of that. It wasn't expensive. It was on sale. One of these 11-11 sales or something. And it's amazing. I can do my whole house. I get a fairly big uh, link house, uh, end unit. And um, I can do the whole house, and I still have battery left. It sucks really well. <laughs> and I mean most of what's in my house is Shiba Inu fur from Miko but uh, it does a great job and I'm very impressed it's easy you know it's funny because when I'm vacuuming in my head I'm still attached to a cord so I'll be going and, and thinking oh I gotta uh, and then I realize oh no there's no cord I can go wherever I want to and I so it's yeah, it's getting used to the fact that I don't have a cord attached, um, but it works great. Very easy, very convenient to use. You're gonna get blasted again with the lights. Sorry, I can't help that. Don't you love it when I'm making adjustments actually on the air? Uh, no, and it's no Miko has no problem with the new vacuum because here's one of the best things. It's very very quiet. 
you know, most vacuums you turn them on is like, <laughs> yeah, and the dog goes crazy and so. But this thing, I should bring it up here. It's very quiet. It's not silent, but it's extremely quiet, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, check it out. Um, I just sent my boss the link because she was thinking of getting a new vacuum. So I recommend it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. Oh, what was? Oh, I was talking about. I'm talking about a book. Hazel Lisa got a new one too. Cheap too. Yeah. And this is cordless. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The battery lasts. Like I said, I do my whole house, and I have a a four bedroom, three bath place here. Yeah, it's pretty big. And um, when I'm done, I think it has five battery lights. When I'm done, there's still at least one, sometimes two. Um, picks up the dirt, picks up, obviously, the dog hair. It does the job. It sucks. Anyway, I'm very pleased with this vacuum, even though it's not a name brand. If you would like me to recommend a name brand, you know, Dyson or something, if you're out there, I would be happy to do that if you want to sponsor my show. Yes, I'm just that much of a prostitute. So if you'd like to sponsor the show, I'd be happy to talk about how wonderful your vacuum is. Meantime, if you want to help, that's the link. Unfortunately, on Facebook and YouTube, that link doesn't work. As far as I know, I'm sure it doesn't. But on twitch.tv slash jsheldonnopants, if you watch me there, you can click on that. And you can make a, uh, a donation to the stream. Uh, you know what, Chaotic Robot? I'm not sure if it's available in the U.S. or not. Um, I will take a quick look here. And... Oh, it's it's at Lazada here in Malaysia, and you know, I never thought about that. We use people here in Malaysia use Lazada, Shopee a lot, especially now since you are limited and how often and how far you can go out and shop. I know I have, um, but um, I wonder the reverse could 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 you get? Try lazada.com.my, M-Y, uh, Chaotic Robot. See if you can get on the site. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't be able... You might have to pay, you know, through the butt with shipping charges, but um, I'm, I'm not even sure that the site would work in the U.S. It should. That's why it's called the Internet, but check it out. L lazada, uh, which is... L-A-Z-A-D-A dot com dot M-Y Oh, you can access it. Cool. Whether or not you can order is another question, but uh, at least you can access it, so check it out. And, um, okay, I'll tell you what it is. It's called a Perry Smith Cordless Vacuum Cleaner X Boss Man This is a long name. X Boss Man Caden Pro K2. I'll do that one more time and then I'm not going to bore everybody else who's not interested in things that suck. Perry Smith Cordless Vacuum Cleaner X Boss Man Caden Pro K2. That's the one I bought. And 
I'm not being paid to recommend them. I'm recommending them because I bought one. I use it and I'm very pleased. Hazelisa, I love Shiba Inus and may I ask how much fur they shed? The answer to that would be a ton. Enough to build at least one, maybe two Shiba Inus extra every week. <laughs> now Shiba's <laughs> Shiba um, Shiba's shed a lot. They shed regularly, which is bad enough. I've got parquet floors in a, about half of my house. They're dark wood, so you can see all the fur that falls off of her. Downstairs is marble, and it's a light white colored marble. <clears throat> you really can't see it, but it bugs me because I know it's there. Uh, but twice a year, Shebas have what's called a blow, B-L-O-W. And that's when it looks like winter time. This fur just comes falling off all over the place. So usually about twice a year with Shebas. They have a full-on blow. The fur goes everywhere. Honestly, I'm not so OCD. It's not that bad. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's bad. If you were OCD about fur, it would drive you crazy. And God help you if you were allergic. But um, yeah, but twice a year, it gets wicked bad. Hey, Sean, who's on Facebook, says it works in Australia. That's lazada.com.my. Uh, but no shipping outside Malaysia. Tried looking at buying from Lazada, Shopee, Malaysia before, but nah. Uh, sorry about that. Okay, that, that might that might be a problem, like I, like I guessed, with shipping outside of the country. But it, perhaps if you knew someone here who would do you a favor, they could forward it on to you, I suppose. I know there's companies that do that in the U.S. If I want to buy something from the U.S. that can't be shipped here... I don't even know. Is this legal? Who cares? Uh, so you can have it shipped to this company in the U.S. and they will pack it up and reship it to you wherever else on earth you want to be. So that's possible. Uh, Hazel Lisa says she is OCD with allergies. Okay. <laughs> then I would guess a Shiba Inu may not be for you. Uh, chaotic Robot? Believe so. Never done it. Yeah, check it out. There are uh, reshipping companies. In fact, you can probably just web search reshipping companies, uh, and that will that will hopefully fix things for you. Um, okay, so we've been on for about a half an hour. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and what I thought I would do, starting tonight, would be my book. Not my book, although I do have a book, by the way. I've written two books. Uh, one is a children's book. It's available on Amazon and blurb.com, B-L-U-R-B.com. Uh, the first book is a children's book. It's set in Malaysia, and it's called Willie and the Warthog. It's about a young boy who lives in a very small kampong, which is like a little village, and is written for an international audience. Um, this little boy winds up going into the jungle to retrieve his favorite toy and coming face to face with a warthog. And it doesn't turn out the way he thinks it's going to. So if, you, if you'd if you like, uh, it's... The, 
The book is not that expensive, but the shipping from the U.S. to here, I think it costs more than the book does. I had some copies, but I gave them all away. In fact, I don't think I have my own personal copy anymore. Willie and the Warthog is available on Amazon, among other places. Yes, is Willie and the Warthog. And my second book, which just came out about six months ago, is a collection of all my funny and weird sayings that I used to post every morning on Facebook. I would get up in the morning and just about 10 o'clock, I would come up with a one-liner. Sometimes I'd steal them. Sometimes I'd copy other people's things or find a funny line that I happen to like. And a lot of times it just pull it out of my butt or my head, which are interchangeable. Um, so over the course of three, four, five years, there were hundreds of them. So I collected them all and I put them in the book. And the book is called, Actually, I Don't Think It Would Be All That Hard to Get Out of a Pickle. Yes, that's the whole name of the book. Actually, I don't think it would be all that hard to get out of a pickle. Uh, that is also available on Amazon for order. Again, likely the shipping will cost more than the book does because I don't make any money on these books. Basically, the price is like, you know, 50 cents above what it costs to make the book. I just love writing them. And it's cool. I'll tell you the experience of having that first book. When I first got my copy of Willie and the Warthog, I ordered like 10, 15 copies. They came in a big box. I opened it up and I held in my hand for the first time a book I had written. It was so cool. It really was. It was exciting. It was a lot of fun. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's available. I think, I think my pickle book is also available as an ebook so you can uh, you can and that's really cheap because you know ebooks are like that cost nothing um, but check it out amazon.com Willie and the warthog and actually I don't think it would be all that hard to get out of a pickle okay I'm rattling on aimlessly and ridiculously and uh, there's a reason for that, because I'm trying to get this thing set up. Um, I, I told you last night, I had the idea about Winnie the Pooh. I can't read Winnie the Pooh, because Winnie the Pooh is copyrighted. I think Disney owns it or something. So I had to find public domain books. And I found this amazing website, which I am going to give you the link to. Project Gutenberg, which is www.gutenberg.org. All credit and hats off to them. It's an amazing site with public domain books and things that are able to be read or performed and you won't get in trouble or sued for it. So I thought that would be fun. When I run out of things to talk about, which is just about now tonight, I would uh, take a book that I enjoy and I would read a chapter and we'll go one chapter at a time until we get through the whole book. It'll be boring for some, so if you're not that interested in, in listening to that, that's okay. You can go to Stephen's Bones Everything stream and hang out over there. I highly recommend it. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to move this thing over and for some reason it won't go. So let me push this over there and let me move this over here. Ah, 
This works. Okay. Is my stream? Yeah, that's still working. Okay, cool. So, for your entertainment, we're going to do a chapter. And the book, if you weren't watching last night, is The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. I didn't realize he actually wrote an introduction. By the way, the book does not exactly follow the film that most people would be familiar with. And uh, Mr. Baum's introduction to the book is included here. So by all means, I, uh, I want to read that too. Um, why am I not seeing my chat anymore? Why am I not seeing my chat anymore? I don't know. Where'd it go? Oh, there it is. Sorry. Okay. Uncle Ali, hey. <laughs> test, test. <laughs> yes, we're testing. So you go ahead, talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to read the introduction to the wonderful Wizard of Oz, where Mr. Baum writes, Folklore, legends, myths, and fairy tales have followed childhood through the ages. For every healthy youngster has a wholesome and instinctive love for stories fantastic, marvelous, and manifestly unreal. The winged fairies of Grimm and Anderson have brought more happiness to children's hearts than all other human creations. Yet, the old-time fairy tale, having served for generations, may now be classified as historical in the children's library, for the time has come for a series of newer wonder tales in which the stereotyped and blood-curdling incidents devised by their authors to point a fearsome moral to each tale. Modern education includes morality, therefore the modern child seeks only entertainment in its wonder tales and gladly dispenses with all disagreeable incident. Having this thought in mind, the story of the wonderful Wizard of Oz was written solely to please children of today. It aspires to being a modernized fairy tale in which the wonderment and joy are retained and the heartaches and nightmares are left out. L. Frank Baum, Chicago, April 1900. Wow. Imagine that. <laughs> and so begins The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Chapter 1. The Cyclone. Dorothy lived in the midst of the great Kansas prairies with Uncle Henry, who was a farmer, and Aunt Em, who was the farmer's wife. Their house was small, for the lumber to build it had to be carried by wagon many miles. There were four walls, a floor, and a roof, which made one room. And this room contained a rusty-looking cook stove, a cupboard for the dishes, a table, three or four chairs, and the beds. Uncle Henry and Aunt Em had a big bed in one corner, and Dorothy a little bed in another corner. There was no garret at all, and no cellar except a small hole dug in the ground, called a cyclone cellar. 
where the family would go in case one of those great whirlwinds arose, mighty enough to crush any building in its path. It was reached by a trap door in the middle of the floor from which a ladder led down into the small, dark hole. When Dorothy stood in the doorway and looked around, she could see nothing but the great gray prairies on every side. Not a tree nor a house broke the broad sweep of flat country that reached to the edge of the sky in all directions. The sun had baked the plowed land into a gray mass with little cracks running through it. Even the grass was not green, for the sun had burned the tops of the long blades until they were the same gray color to be seen everywhere. Once the house had been painted, but the sun blistered the paint and the rains washed it all away. And now the house was as dull and as gray as everything else. When Aunt Em came there to live, she was young, pretty wife. The sun and wind had changed her. Her hair, too. They'd taken the sparkle from her eyes and left them a sober gray. They'd taken the red from her cheeks and lips, and they were gray also. She was thin and gaunt and never smiled now. When Dorothy, who was an orphan, first came to her, Aunt Em had pressed her hand upon her heart, whenever Dorothy's merry voice reached her ears, and she still looked at the little girl with wonder that she could find anything to laugh at. Uncle Henry never laughed. He worked hard from morning till night and didn't know what joy was. He was gray also. From his long beard to his rough boots, he looked stern and solemn and rarely spoke. It was Toto that made Dorothy laugh, and saved her from growing as gray as all her other surroundings. Toto was not gray. He was a little black dog, with long silky hair and small black eyes that twinkled merrily on either side of his funny wee nose. Toto played all day long, and Dorothy played with him, and loved him dearly. Today, however, they were not playing. Uncle Henry sat upon the doorstep and looked anxiously at the sky, which was even grayer than usual. Dorothy stood at the door with Toto in her arms and looked at the sky, too. Aunt Em was washing the dishes. From the far north, they heard a low wail of the wind and Uncle Henry and Dorothy could see where the long grass bowed in waves before the coming storm. There now came a sharp whistling in the air from the south, and as they turned their eyes that way, they saw ripples in the grass coming from that direction also. Suddenly, Uncle Henry stood up. There's a cyclone coming, Em he called to his wife. I'll go lock out, look after the stock. And then he ran towards the sheds where the cows and horses were kept. Aunt Em dropped her work and came to the door. One glance told her of the danger close at hand. Quick, Dorothy, she screamed. 
run for the cellar. Toto jumped out of Dorothy's arms and hid under the bed, and the girl started to get him. Aunt Em, badly frightened, threw open the trap door in the floor and climbed down the ladder into the small dark hole. Dorothy caught Toto at last and started to follow her aunt. When she was halfway across the room, there came a great shriek from the wind, and the house shook so hard that she lost her footing and sat down suddenly on the floor. Then a strange thing happened. The house whirled around two or three times and began to rise slowly through the air. Dorothy felt as if she were going up in a balloon. The north and south winds met right where the house stood and made it the exact center of the cyclone. In the middle of a cyclone, the air is generally still, but the great pressure of the wind on every side of the house raised it up higher and higher until it was at the very top of the cyclone. And there it remained, and was carried miles and miles away, as easily as you could carry a feather. It was very dark, and the wind howled horribly around her. But Dorothy found she was riding quite easily. After the first few whirls around, and one other time when the house tipped badly, she felt as if she were being rocked gently, like a baby in a cradle. Toto did not like it. He ran around the room, now here, now there, barking loudly, but Dorothy sat quiet on the floor and waited to see what would happen. Once Toto got too near the open trap door, and fell in, and at first the little girl thought she'd lost him. But soon she saw one of his ears sticking up through the hole, for the strong pressure of the air was keeping him up so he couldn't fall. She crept to the hole, caught Toto by the ear, and dragged him into the room again, afterward closing the trap door so no more accidents could happen. Hour after hour passed, and slowly Dorothy got over her fright. But she felt quite lonely, and the wind shrieked so loudly all about her that she nearly became deaf. At first she wondered if she would be dashed to pieces when the house fell again. But as the hours passed, and nothing terrible happened, she stopped worrying and resolved to wait calmly and see what the future would bring. At last, she crawled over the swaying floor to her bed and lay down upon it, and Toto followed and lay down beside her. In spite of the swaying of the house and the wailing of the wind, Dorothy soon closed her eyes and fell fast asleep. And that's chapter one. We'll do chapter two on our next stream, The Council with the Munchkins. That'll be fun. <laughs>
<laughs> Pizza pocket full. You made it for story time. Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, my. I missed a whole bunch of chats. Sorry, because I had to look at what was going on. <laughs> on the wonderful world of fantasy and wonder. And so it begins. Yes, indeed. Um, there you go. That's chapter one of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. We'll get on to chapter two in our next stream. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that. I'm sorry, I got to move this back over here because it's driving me nuts. There we go. Um, thank you, Pizza Bucketful. I appreciate it. That was fun. Um, I love the story. I love the film. I'll be honest with you. I've never actually read the book. I skimmed through it to see that while it follows the basic story of the film, it is in some places a bit different. But uh, not like as... Frank Baum himself says in the introduction, um, it's not the dark Grimm Brothers fairy tales of the past. If you've actually ever read the real Grimm Brothers fairy tales, they're awful. They're I mean, they're amazing, but they're horrible. But um, yeah, check it out. So anyway, if you want, go find the book. Uh, it is it is available, and um, you can read it yourself, or you can tune into the stream next time, and uh, and I'll read chapter two. We'll get through the whole book at some point. Um, yeah, Misha says they are called grim fairy tales for a reason. <laughs> You're exactly right. Uh, recall the original Grim Brothers story. Yeah, they were very graphic and very scary. Not like, you know, the three little pigs and the stories that, you know, they got, uh, they get milded out. I just made up a word. Okay. Um, yeah, one time Red Riding Hood got eaten and there was no happy ending. <laughs> Indeed. And Pinocchio, right. whole lot different than the, uh, the modern day interpretations. Very cool. Um, I think I missed some other folks who uh, either followed or joined the chat here. So uh, thank you for who who those folks are. I, I don't have a record of that here. I will see it afterwards, but I appreciate your follows and your likes on uh, Facebook and YouTube and also here on uh, twitch.tv um, where a whole bunch of you, I got what, uh, a whole bunch more people hanging out here now. Reminds me of the Pinocchio character in the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Mm. Pizza Pocketful actually has a book of 101 Grim Fairy Tales on his desk. Cool. Wow. Or her desk. Pizza Pocketful is a non-gender descript title, so I don't know if you're a him or a her or what your pronouns are. <laughs> uh, Misha. They made him psycho, wanting to be human by consuming human flesh. Ew! Really? That's Pinocchio? Yeah. All right, enough of this faulty roll. Huge book of fairy tales. Some of the endings stayed true. Cool. Good to know. All right, guys um, and gals, we are, uh, we're, we're out of here. We're done for the night. I really appreciate it. We had a great time. And I, I think this idea about doing a chapter in the book is uh, is kind of cool. I like this. We're going to uh, we're going to continue it. It's a lot of fun. Um, if it's not your thing, that's all right. No problem. But if it is, uh, we'll keep going. We'll have some fun. 
Um, whether you are, you are entirely welcome, chaotic robot. Thank you. Uh, what, wherever you are, Facebook, YouTube, if you're on Twitch, that's the link you can click on to, uh, help defray the cost of the stream. I don't want to beg, but I'm begging. And, uh, thank you for those who have contributed and will. And, uh, I will see you next time. This is a, uh, this is a Thursday night. Wow. By the way. You feel bad for joining a bit late. Oh, no, 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 no. Join in when you can join in. That's okay. Follow along. You'll get notified whenever I, uh, whenever I am live. And I, I promise I will get a schedule up. Um, I just want to make sure that if I make a schedule, I can commit to being here when I say I'm going to be here because I don't want to disappoint. So um, we'll get through it one way or the other. I uh, I will see you again, likely tomorrow night. I'm not too sure. It's like, you know, we're we're all held hostage in our homes here, so there's not too many places we can go and not too many things we can do, even on a Friday night or a Saturday night or a Sunday night or a Monday night or a... You get the idea. All right, guys. Um, by the way, <laughs> I'm just going to say this at the end and then I'm going to sign out. Tomorrow's my birthday. I'm going to be 152 years old. Wow. I, yeah, 152, imagine. You still, let's see, Skype told me have a paid service to use XD. I'm not sorry what that is. I'm, I'm not sure what that is. Anyway, yes, Charlemagne, thank you. Thank Pizza. Thank everybody for the birthday wishes. I'll be 152 tomorrow. I feel like I'm about mm, 45, 50, maybe. That was several years ago. So anyway, yes, I will. Uh, I'll be celebrating at home, not doing much of anything, I'm afraid. But that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, Another trip around the sun, and um, so far they haven't stopped me yet, hard as they might try. I will see you all again, likely tomorrow night, if not, then certainly over the weekend, Saturday or Sunday night, but uh, I'll try and make it back uh, tomorrow night if I can. Enjoy the rest of your evening or the rest of your day, whatever the part of the earth you might be living in, and uh, that's going to do it for me. I am Jay Sheldon. And I'm not wearing pants. Good night.